0: John, we've talked about big data. Google, Facebook, Twitter, these companies are now so big and the amount of information that's been collected by them is so vast. You know, I, I heard a statistic recently that uh, the data, in, and it's accelerating, the amount of data that's been being, being gathered uh, by big data, mm-hmm. through big data, mm-hmm. and basically through people's smartphones in particular, Uh, is the way that this happens but obviously other other means as well but particularly through smartphones they're all pervasive and people use them all the time and every comment you post everything you like everything that you look for on google maps is all recorded and aggregated and can be mined for information some of it for good use and some maybe to manipulate the outcomes of elections or to to target you with uh, manipulative political advertising that sort of stuff or fake news or other stuff so there's kind of a a dark side and and anna good side to this potentially we've talked about how ai assisted with big data can do a lot for medical advancement so Mm -hmm. you know aggregating information about people's eyes and then inferring things about their health their their heart yeah Yeah. from 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 just from iris scans which you know which there's hundreds of thousands if not millions that have been done around the world and that data gets aggregated i recently heard that every exhibition of art in the whole world, there is actually a a database of every single exhibition of every bit of art in yeah. the whole world, which is amazing. Ranging from you know from the top, the National Gallery of Australia or, or uh, MoMA in New York mm-hmm. or wherever it happens to be, mm-hmm. you know, right down to the, the small uh, suburban church that's got an exhibition on over yeah, right. the Easter holidays, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So there is actually a database that covers everything, and that enables. All sorts of things that can be very practical and beneficial for artists, particularly ones who are trying to commercialize their work and trying to look at what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things that, this is just as an aside that I came across, is that on the subject of art, it's not about quality. It's not about performance. It's about the network. So you, the individual performs, but whether they succeed or not depends on the network mm-hmm. and the people around them. Mm-hmm. And so that then means big data has a role. So you don't need to be a brilliant genius. I mean, it helps if you are, but the, the key to real success is actually taking advantage of the network rather than just, you can be as talented as anyone, but without the network to support you, you're nothing.
1: Exactly, yeah. So we
0: know that big data is huge and, just on the subject of the amount of data that's being generated is accelerating. And I think it was something like if every bit of data produced just in the last two years was burnt onto DVDs and those DVDs were stacked flat on top of each other mm-hmm. the stack would go to our moon and back many many times i believe that yeah for yeah. sure so so yeah. it's a staggering amount i mean lots of different ways you can visualize it but um, the, the amount
1: of data capture that's happening mm-hmm. on a given day would be petabytes right yeah. um, around the world mm-hmm. which is a huge volume and you wonder yeah. how
0: companies like google and apple uh, can actually i mean what are they doing are they, they, i know they have these giant warehouses out in the desert of america and nevada and they're often solar powered mm-hmm. and they're in the middle of nowhere because it's cheaper and whatever they can get the space to, to build the data centers but you wonder whether they're just constantly having to build more and more and more or whether they're finding more, more efficient ways of storing it plus there's the cloud you know, all, all that data that's going onto there as well, it's it's just an insane amount of data, and I just wonder how the storage
1: can be handled. But also the redundancies, the backups. I mean, you're not going to have one copy of it. you can have multiple copies mm. in case one data center is corrupted or fails in mm. some way, whether mm. it be hardware or software. Mm. So you've got multiple versions of the same data that's, that's forever growing. Mm. So, you know, let's assume it's four times the data. Well, you know, every second there's four times the that, that in storage that's mm. happening right around the world. Mm. Yeah as a minimum so it's it is a concerning thing because then who has access to it what what is actually happening with that data is it used for le- legitimate reasons is it illegitimate uh it's it is a little concerning from my end it's the safety and security side of things yeah. we, we look at it you know we tend to think about our daily lives oh it's non-consequential you know i I get up i drive my car i listen to some spotify i you know my daily activities what does that mean in the grand scheme of things but Mm. when the the sum of the parts are the greater of the total amount and Mm. when you look at it in terms of what is captured from groups of people or civilizations or Mm. countries Mm. whatever it happens to be and
0: this is reflected in the share prices of these big companies like Facebook, all that's information about people, social connections, yep. the networks that exist between people. Facebook has that information. If you use WhatsApp, you know, a lot of people think oh WhatsApp's a secure end-to-end it's encrypted, encrypted. Yeah. great great way of, of secure communication. A lot of people use it and it kind of it does what iMessage does from Apple phone to to from iPhone to iPhone, but it allows that between any device. So mm-hmm. you don't, you can be on Android, you can be on any kind of phone and you can use WhatsApp and it's encrypted end to end. But all those communications, if you read the fine print, the old user agreement, the Ts and Cs that we've talked about in the past, that you know, that often three hundred page PDF that no one bothers to ever look at. Buried in there is some pretty interesting stuff about how the Facebook owns that information and reserves the right to mine it for data and to to aggregate it with other information it has about you, for example, from Instagram or Facebook. This is why that company is such a monster. That's why its share price is as high as it is, because it's got that power. It's got that market power, which you can on-sell to advertisers and, and make a killing. Google the same. So I came across recently a good example of where big data is being used for sort of human benefit the story comes out of virginia university there Um, it's actually from news.virginia.edu will include uh, links to this in our show notes there's new research that shows text messages can help predict suicide attempts and the reason why this is important i mean obviously suicide's a very sad thing when it happens anywhere but in america almost 130 people a day are committing suicide so at the University of Virginia, they've been looking at this. They're looking at what can we, how can we potentially tap into big data? And I think a lot of companies, if you want to solve any problem, big data is one of your first places mm. you'll stop if you're trying to do it on a big scale. One of the things that they're doing is they're saying, well, language, the type of language, the words that people use in text messages, particularly in the, in the two weeks leading up to a suicide or an attempted suicide, can actually potentially help clinicians predict quite accurately in real time... An increased risk of of suicide or a suicide attempt.
1: Feelings of sad, unhappiness, yeah, Well, particular words. Yeah.
0: Words like hate, mad, annoyed. Things right. that su- things that suggest an angry mood, unlike words that suggest a, a good mood, um, and they can be things you know quite you know, pre- like love. Absolutely. Happy,
1: joyful, yeah or you know, related. Yeah. Yep.
0: And so what they did was they took thirty three individuals who'd attempted suicide in the past and collected nearly two hundred thousand text messages th- from those thirty three people, which in it seems like a lot is, of text I messages. know it's a truckload, isn't it? But yeah. I guess if you if you'd started totaling up your own text messages uh, ever since they basically became free. Yeah, I guess I, you know, yeah. when you were paying for them, maybe it was slightly different I mean, I wonder whether they're including Facebook messages or whether they're including WhatsApp messages because they're all kind of like a text message, um, or whether it's just a a standard text message. It's
1: interesting that that if you're going to use send a text message like non, just you know, if you and I we text each other, Mm. are they suggesting that just through normal text messages that potentially I would send you if they include a couple of negative keywords, that would be a potential indicator, or are they looking at potentially? Uh, if I have a very negative text message, "Hey peers, I'm really upset today. Mm. I'm unwell," and then they're looking at that as the indicator. I think that
0: yeah, I think it is just those key words. It's literally just looking for certain key words. And I thought that that sample number thirty-three individuals wasn't that high. Yeah, you know, it's a pretty low, how, sample group. But yeah. then two hundred thousand text messages, analyzing them to identify real-time patterns in communication uniquely, uniquely associated with a pending suicide attempt. So according to a researcher. She's a PhD graduate, um, sorry, he, uh, who's the lead author of this study from uh, University of Virginia. It's a PhD graduate, Jeff Glenn, He said that this study was done because it's hard for clinicians to know when their patients are at risk of of attempting suicide. So often they won't communicate it, or if they do, they'll only do it during the meeting. And the meeting isn't that they have with their psychologist or their Mm. specialist or their doctor. Mm. They won't necessarily regularly update them on how they're feeling. So it might be once every couple of months that they see them. But in between time, their their mood's change. So that's why that the tone of of something like their text messages is indicative of of where they're at in between clinical visits. What they're trying to do is look for unique signs within this two-week window before a suicide attempt which give a sense of if, if a person is close to a crisis or if a crisis might be coming up.
1: And does that suggest that there would be a person intervention or potentially AI within the phone would, would send a text message back? <laughs> yeah. with? Uh, you need
0: to you need you, to feel happy. Yeah, here's,
1: here's the link to you know Lifeline Australia, for example, 13, 11, 14. If you have uh, unhappy thoughts, mm. et cetera, then mm. you can call this number mm. and have a chat to somebody 24 yeah. hours a day. Look,
0: something like that, yes. Yeah. Or maybe something flashes up in their clinicians on, on there phone or on their desktop and and they can maybe get in contact with them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess it's obviously this is about prevention and avoidance. Mm -hmm. It's seeing a pattern in in the tone of of communications by text, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure there'd be other patterns in other forms of communication, which could also be looked at. Email, for example, even voice communications or even stuff that's posted to social media. I mean, all this sort of thing can be mined. And we've, we've even talked about how Riots and civil unrest can be predicted quite accurately using things like social media to, mm. to work out where flashpoints might happen and actually predict them in real time yep. and send authorities to actually hose things down before they get out of hand. Mm. Even even festivals, there's been examples of, of drones flying over music festivals yes. and spotting violence and alerting you know, people yep. as it's happening or oh. about to happen, mm. looking for the, the, the early signs of, of things getting out of hand. Mm. Uh, so the same kind of thing is being applied. Here with text messages, I'm sure it's just one form of digital communication that can be used. But, you know, let's face it, we leave digital footprints everywhere we go and everything, through everything we do. This is just one example of where some of it can be used for a good purpose, and that would be to pre- prevent suicides and to assist people, to counsel people when they're in need. Digital communication is in, uh, directly and and very deeply integrated into our lives these days.
1: I would like to see us uh, you know this study looking at people that maybe don't use a mobile phone as well and seeing how that cross yeah. references. I mean, yep. that'll be the control. wouldn't Yeah, it? this looked at thirty three people you know with text messages. Mm. So if there was people that um, maybe were in a similar scenario, maybe they have a phone but didn't actually send many text messages. Are there any things that they can infer from other data on the device, whether it be a GPS location in a particular? spot where there may have been uh, an unfortunate his- history of suicides mm. Mm. Or, or other data that can maybe be mm. captured as well mm. yeah
0: the researchers at university of virginia do admit that it's early days for this this work they do need to do a lot more work to fine-tune this you yeah. have a bigger sample and stuff but the research will be published in the journal clinical psychological science uh, we will include links with our show notes and just again John that Lifeline number you mentioned before
1: yeah Lifeline if you would like to speak to somebody they're available 24 hours a day here in Australia it's 13 11 14
0: yep and I think there's similar services elsewhere in the world yeah
1: thanks for listening we'd love you to review us on iTunes it's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast and don't forget to follow us on social media beyond infinity rppfm on Facebook or infinity rpp on Twitter